This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. My name is Shelley Volk and it's an honor and a privilege to continue to share the Word of God with you. If you were with us earlier this week, you know our subject is God's wisdom versus man's wisdom. And we've been looking at 1 Corinthians chapters 1 and 2. And we started by looking at verse 18 in chapter 1, which says, For the word of the cross is to those who are perishing foolishness, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. And as we said Monday morning, it's one or the other. There's nothing in between. To those who are perishing, who don't embrace Jesus as the Lord and Savior of the world and as the Messiah for my Jewish people, it is foolishness. But to those who believe, to those who accept the work of God through his Son that that allowed us to be related to our Father in heaven, to those that believe, it is the power of God. It's one or the other. And we need to see that wisdom is a key because the demonstration of the Father's love for us was epitomized at the cross at Calvary when his son willingly offered himself. He became sin on our behalf that we might be made the righteousness of God. This is the Holy One of Israel. And as we looked at chapter 1, we saw that that crucifixion is really become and still is a stumbling block to my Jewish people. And for the Gentiles, it's foolishness because they look for wisdom through signs. But we must accept the fact that that was the demonstration of God's wisdom, power, and knowledge. And then we looked at verse 30 in chapter 1 of Corinthians, which says, But by his doing... You are in Christ Jesus, the Messiah Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God. Now, let me ask you, has God become your wisdom or are you still living in the wisdom that you had before you were a believer, which is the wisdom of the world? And I need to remind us all again that James describes the wisdom that comes up from below, which is the wisdom of the world, and he calls it uh, earthly sensual, and devilish. And my God, we don't want to live in that wisdom. We want to live by the wisdom that God imparts to us. Pure, peaceable, easy to entreat, that bears much fruit. So there's a great 
a contrast between the wisdom of God and the wisdom of man. And we need to come to that place when Jesus has become our wisdom. We will live an entirely different kind of life and we won't open our lives to the enemy. I want to go back to the book of Proverbs, which talks about wisdom at great lengths. If you have your Bible, come with me to Proverbs chapter 2. It says, My son, if you receive my sayings and treasure my commandments within you, make your ear attentive to wisdom, incline your heart to understanding. For if you cry for discernment, lift your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. We need to remember The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Wisdom has nothing to do with the accumulation of information or memorizing the scripture or knowing Greek and Hebrew, although these things could certainly help our walk with the Lord. But wisdom is the infusion of God's heart, God's understanding into our spirit that we would really acknowledge the fact that the Lord has become our wisdom. Let's continue in chapter 2 of the book of Proverbs. Verse 5, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. For the Lord God gives wisdom. From his mouth came knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and he preserves the way of his godly ones. Then you will discern righteousness and justice and equity and every good course. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. My brothers and sisters, have you allowed the wisdom of God, the wisdom that God freely gives to enter your life and enter your heart This is the key, especially in the day and the age that we're living in. These are the end of the days. We are going to go through tribulation, and it's only by the power and the wisdom of God that we're going to be sustained and be a light to a lost and a dying world. Have you allowed the wisdom of God to rule your life? It is so vital to grab hold of this in this day and age in preparation for the day and the days that are coming ahead. Let's skip ahead to Proverbs chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so you will find favor and good repute in the sight of God and men. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Isn't this where we get in trouble? We observe, we see, we think, we hear. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Remember from Corinthians, we read uh, yesterday, it says in chapter 2, and I'm sorry, in chapter 2 in Corinthians, uh, verse 9, 
things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. We have no idea the things that God has prepared for those for those he we loves because of what we see or what we hear or what was entered into our own understanding, our heart and our mind. This has to be imparted to us through the wisdom of God. Let me repeat verse 7. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce, so your bonds will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with wine. Do not reject the discipline of the Lord or loathe his reproof. How blessed, verse 13, how blessed is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For its profit is better than the profit of silver and its gain than fine gold. She is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire compares with her. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who hold her fast. The Lord by wisdom found the earth. By understanding he established the heavens. By his knowledge the deeps were broken up, and the skies were drip, drip with dew. My son, let them not depart from your sight. Keep sound wisdom and discretion so they will be life to your soul and adornment to your neck. Then you will walk in your way securely and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden fear nor of the onslaught of the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Do not withhold good from those whom it is due when it is your power to do it. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come back, and tomorrow I will give it when you have it with you. Do not devise harm against your neighbor when he lives in security beside you. Verse 32, for the crooked man is an abomination to the Lord, but he is intimate with the upright. The wise will inherit honor, the fools display dishonor. We can go on and on, but I think the point is made. There is the wisdom of man which only causes trouble and there is wisdom that comes from God which doesn't just give us increased knowledge but it forms and shapes our entire life and we live in a world that's in, in perilous condition. We need, we need the Lord to speak into this nation. We need the Lord to speak into the people of Israel. We need the wisdom of God to lead our lives, and we cannot go on in this condition. The church is basically weak because I think too often the leaders of the church, and as well as all of us who, who are part of a congregation, we rely too much on our own understanding, and therefore we don't allow God to lead our steps of righteousness. Again, this is vital. Again, I want to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, such a significant verse. But by his doing, by the Lord's doing, you are in the Messiah Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God. It's not a, a future or it's not a present tense. This is already done. 
the Messiah, Jesus, has become to us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Oh, my dear listeners, if we can grab hold of this, I would say, what would happen? What would happen is this. Your life will change and your life will then have an effective authority in other people's lives because you will be living and demonstrating the wisdom of God. Remember, we said it before, the wisdom that comes up from below is earthly, sensual, and devilish. But this is the wisdom from God, which is pure, peaceable, easy to entreat, and bears much fruit. If your life has not been fruitful, and the word of God says, you you shall be known by our fruit, this is the way to become fruitful. This is the way to live a life that will be powerful because the demonstration of the wisdom of God and the demonstration of the power of God was demonstrated at the cross of Calvary. Is it still foolishness to you or is, has it become the power of God? And we need the Holy Spirit as we're going to talk about these following days. It is the impartation of the Holy Spirit that will give us the wisdom necessary to live a mighty life in the Lord. So, Father, I pray that every one of our listeners will take these words seriously and there will be an effectual change in their lives when they allow Jesus to become their source of wisdom. I pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.